diary. I know, I know. I know, I know. Don't look at me like that. She deserved it, didn't she? She had it coming. 934 days, 8 hours, 23 turns and counting. I don't like it here. I don't like art. I don't like team sports. I don't like sitting next to Mary Pissy Pants Flange at breakfast. She talks too much. I don't like any of my lessons. Apart from chemistry. That's been useful, hasn't it? So why can't they just leave me alone? Which is why she had to go. Little Miss Stinky Arbowell and her pathetic pots of paint and her cold, damp, gritty lumps of clay and her endless droning on about perspective and the quality of light. She wouldn't shut up. Such a waste of time. So now she is up there with the great sexless tonge most appropriate, I'd say, given that she was so unattractive and kept bleating on about the light. The other girls are so upset, it confuses me. They didn't much like her either, so why are they sad and scared and crying? Granny will probably have to write another letter and send more money. Tomorrow I start to learn archery. No one will come near me when I have a bow in my hands. They are not coming near me much anymore anyway, and no one wants to drink the tea I make them. Even when I say, it's just tea, in my best happy voice. Good night, diary. Good night. <laughs> and without further ado, welcome to episode 67. Down in the scene of be at midnight. Forty-one and a half years of experience, but it's a beautiful waste. It's fun and charming. I'd like to join in. That review is entitled "Needs More Badgers." <laughs> <laughs> how is everybody? Paul is the person we need to talk to. Paul, how are you? Since our la we last played, you have undergone a deeply embarrassing and intimate <laughs> medical procedure. <laughs> Our readers, uh, for readers who are familiar with this funny little show may have noticed that Paul's been a bit odd in recent episodes. Odder. Odder. <laughs> odder. <laughs> in recent episodes. Odder. Odder. Oh, this is odder. <laughs> this is because... This is because he has been off his tits on prescription medication. <laughs> but now somebody has removed something from the middle of his body and he's... Are you better? Um, uh, I'm recovering from an operation, I'm, but I'm not better. Uh, okay. Not as so, I was. Mean, can you feel... But you're better how much than of you, you were. How much, how much of your body can you feel? Most of it, I can't keep feel, it clean. I can't feel my foot. I can't feel can't my feel foot. I'm up, my, up the side of my leg, and I can't wiggle my toes. <laughs> and what's the prog prognosis? 
Um, That's I, a little thing that sticks in underneath the um, <laughs> bottom of the colon. We, we, nobody's saying anything at the moment. Nerve damage right. is nerve, nerve damage. They, they, right. they had to take that out, Bonds. <laughs> to remove it in a, in a prognectomy. I am annoyed because I lost three quarters of a centimetre of height. Oh, again. <laughs> I'd like to point out, <laughs> I'd like to point out a... that last variable is height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. opposed to girth. As opposed to anything else you could remember. <laughs> well, I mention. mean, Paul's girth Not is legendary. Girth. Yes. Paul has got a legendary girth. <laughs> and, uh, yes. And I however. Mean, in, in, many, in, in more ways than one. Talking of which, Thames Water. Yeah. <laughs> well, they wrote me a letter. <laughs> letter <laughs> no, they wrote you a letter. They wrote yeah. me a letter. Yeah. Paul, I suspect the fact that you've been on um, super strength opiates. God. Has mind. something to do with the fact that you believe there really are real letters between you and Thames Water? And if, do you know what? <laughs> the last six weeks, I'm not quite yeah. sure what has been real. No, and no, what no. Hasn't. We've we've noticed, we've noticed, <laughs> and we have the recorded evidence. <laughs> Alessandra's behaviour, I think, the most charitable way to describe it has been. Well, I've been asleep erratic. most of the sessions. Yes, I've kind of been. Yeah, you know, we also have um, we have recorded evidence of that as well, Paul. Right, where were we? Who wants to do a recap of what happened last week? We killed the green thing. No, we killed the blue thing, and the green thing surrendered. Yes, <laughs> and the crowd went wild. Oh, yeah, and we got a, will, and we got a bully special prize, and that uh, do some you money. did literally a bully special prize, two thousand yeah. gold pieces, and we went up a level. You went up a level. Why <gasps> yes. don't we get into that first? Oh, you're, you're, I mean, you're 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 winched down into the understructure of the arena as victors. Yeah, and you're walked back to the scenery where the other competitors the remaining competitors are preparing themselves for their bouts which we can you know worry about the admin of that later you have gone up a level who has done what should we go around the table shall i start with who do you who wants to start who knows what they've done with their new level of uh, yeah. power Parker's experience very boring no choices he just basically got evasion if it is a real part which is yep. basically means that um when you're subjected to an effect that allows you to make a deck saving throw to take only half damage, you instead take no damage if you succeed on the saving throw and only half damage if you fail, which, which is, is basically, pretty awesome. Which is awesome. And stillness of mind, which means you can stop yourself being charmed or frightened. Other than that, more hit points and key points, and we're done. What about Sessions Eper? Yeah, it's a really tricky decision on this one. Mm, um, me too. About what? Spells? No, spells are fine. I get an extra fourth level spell and I get some strange ability called Divine Strike, which rather weirdly seems to give me poison on attacks. I don't see quite how that fits in, but anyhow, that's the gift from my deity. Okay. But the, the key thing, obviously, is the ability score improvement or feat. And, and? This, yeah, I, I really want the extra... Um, Spell DC by taking some more wisdom, but I also really want the extra hit Ooh. points from taking tough as a feat. No, go for spell DC. That's what I. You would say that, but yeah. No, that, well, that's what I actually decided to do in the end. The extra hit points cool. would have been quite amusing. I think I would have had nearly a hundred. <laughs> how often? I know it's an interesting question. Is how often do you get close to the hit point differential, as it were, that you would have earned with the tough feat in terms exactly. of when you're in trouble? Not that often. Whereas the the, that saving throw DC, that the rubber hits the road, what, one round in two or three? Well, it's also the saves for the spells. So, like the. Um, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Crushing yeah. coin is harder to avoid. Yeah, so exactly. 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 That happens all. That, you get the benefit of that all the time. That's, whereas you 
go ahead towards that little hit point buffer not that often i would agree that's probably that's the wise decision what about uh burple elpish well burple has has a similar problem to um to sessions in that that basically i could take medium armor master which basically means mm. that I, my stealth checks aren't at disadvantage anymore which is quite neat. And then there's a paragraph I don't understand. When you wear medium armor, you can add three rather than two to your AC if you have a dexterity of 16 or higher. So Does that really... mean, is that when... I think it means um, that the, the bonus the isn't it limited yeah. to plus two and it's now limited to plus three. Medium yes. armor, though, is that all the same? Okay, I suppose it is. No, it's a dexterity limit on the armor, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, well, there's it that, is exactly. There's that, similar to, to Graham, I thought I, I kind of need to boost my spell dc um mm. but the temptation of taking mobile as a feat is just too much to resist or just tell me about mobile well, mobile is basically spring attack so it's you can you don't provoke an attack of opportunity one when you uh hit someone in melee you, so it, so it's spring yeah. attack basically and you get an extra 10 on your movement oh hello and when you use the dash action difficult terrain doesn't cost you extra movement I can hear Paul crossing stuff out. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and well, then I get a fourth oh, level, another fourth level spell. I wasn't sure whether... To sorry, so you pick, you, pick, you pick mobile. I pick mobile. Yeah. yeah, okay. And I wasn't sure whether to... See, the other thing was to boost my strength. If I boost my strength mm -hmm. by one point, so there are some feats mm -hmm. that do that, then mm -hmm. I get an extra point of damage and point to hit. But I think on balance, being able to zip into combat and yes. do the do the big hit with the extra bardic inspiration yeah. points, psychic base. So I'm going to basically take mobile, and then as a fourth level spell, Graham. Do you think another dimension door would be useful? Um, You've got it as well. You've got it already. Got it, yeah. You? Yeah. So it's always... you can take one extra. So if I have it as well, we can basically move four one extra. people. Yeah. Mm. And we get two fourth level spells. I get yes. two fourth level spells a day. Now I can cast polymorph at least once a combat. And well, still I, can, have I also get polymorph. The other <laughs> I, shouldn't one I, was... <laughs> I shouldn't be chipping in this stuff as Frank Guy's storyteller, but if one person was in a bag of holding. Yes. Have we got a bag of holding? Yeah. Yeah, we do. So, yeah, we could do that. Um, then you've got everybody, right? There's also one, one person up, in a bag uh, of holding. That means there's four of you. And then two dimension doors. Yeah. It's quite tempting, isn't it? Um, I don't support it, but there's also greater invisibility. You see, Ooh, nice. Hello, <laughs> basically, really is a thing. God, yeah. this eight, oh, I don't like this level progression. And also, oh, I'm going to swap out a spell. I'm going to. I, I never use bestow curse. I'm going to get rid of that, and I'm going to mm -hmm. swap in clairvoyance. Ooh. Yeah, and I can actually. Ooh. I've just realised prepare some more spells. <laughs> 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 that means what you've got. You've got a, a better menu to pick from. A bigger menu to pick from. Eighth level yeah, yeah, is yeah. eighth level is quite a is quite a good one. Um, like one of those great big like laminated menus you get at like Pizza Express that kind of menu rather than like a shit menu <laughs> that you get. So great okay. thing lasts. It's concentration and it lasts for a minute. I'm thinking the dimension door is just too good. Well, okay. Why don't you think about dimension that? door? Well, let's dimension, dimension door. door. Decided. Uh, Paul, I've been through a number of them. I looked at being poisoner. Because I was interested in kind of going down that way. But it just, it's messy. And I just don't think it really does that much, ultimately. It'd be lovely if it did more, but it doesn't. Right. I cons I've considered um, Sentinel. I've considered Elven Accuracy. What does Sentinel do? Sentinel, you have mastered techniques to take advantage of every drop in an 
any enemy's guard gaining the following benefits. When you hit a creature with an opportunity to attack, the creature's speed becomes zero for the rest of the turn. Creatures provoke opportunity attacks from you even if they take the disengage action. Uh, and when a creature within five foot of you makes an attack against a target other than you, yeah. uh, you can use your reaction to make a weapon attack against the attacking creature. But I don't like the sound of that at all. Yeah, and keep going. Then there's elven accuracy, which basically you, you get a stat bump of one, and then when you have an attack roll, advantage on an attack roll, uh, you can re-roll on the dice once. So, but Ooh. so you, okay. you could effectively roll three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On an attack roll using dex, using a dexterity roll, which I I have for the finesse weapon. But actually, when it comes down to it, yes, understood. Mobile, it's the obvious one. It's because of the opportunity attack, not a t- not provoking opportunity attacks. That's but it. But you, okay, so that means you wouldn't have to burn the dising the yeah disengage action, right? Yeah, it free it frees you up to do it frees you up to do stuff. Okay. And your speed um, increases so by far. 10 foot. Okay, talking of somebody whose speed is increased by 10 foot. Uncle Buggy, what'd you pick? Don't, sorry, can I just check something, Paul? Does, does it really help? Because isn't your cunning action... Aren't doing you that just anyway, isn't it? Doing that, and you can only use the cunning action on certain actions. What well, Can you I'd... use it on disengage? Dash, disengage, dash. hide. Dash, disengage, hide. So you would be able to double... You would be able to... Um, and you can split your move, right? So you could take a move action, then take your cunning action as the dash action, and use half of that movement to get to the target. Smack the target, yes? Mm-hmm. Use the remainder of your... Mm. Basically, at the moment, what happens is that you can only move half your move up to a target. We're trying to replicate spring attack. Sorry, readers. We're having a bit of a little tactical discussion. We're used to playing Pathfinder or 3rd Edition. In that, you have something called spring attack, which is effectively a feat which allows you to run up to a target, smack it on the head, run away again, no attack of opportunity. 5th Edition, if you're a rogue, you can use your cunning action you can burn it on a disengage, which means you can use half your movement to run up to a target. Have I got this right so yeah, far? Yeah. Then you smack it on the head. Then you burn your cunning action as a disengage to avoid the attack of opportunity. And then you use the other half of your movement to run away. Yeah. If you had mobile, if you had mobile, you wouldn't need. You could use your burn your cunning action on dash. Yes, so you could move further up an attack and then move away further. And it's not that's ju- basically what it gets you. Yeah, but it's not it's just not it's not just that. It's when you attack something when you melee attack something, you don't provoke attacks of opportunity. So you can you can be standing toe to toe, attack it, mm. and then go, oh, actually I want to go away now. And that doesn't provoke. Yeah, but that's what the disengage the the, the cunning action. Yeah, you'd be able to does. burn you'd be able to burn your cunning action. And also but also that. remember that the sneak attack it basically means that you could turn the cunning action that you burn as a disengage, you can turn it into a dash. And also remember that my second attack with the crossbow also is a bonus action. So it's it's allowing a further attack into the... into Because the, normally it's a decision to make. Oh, I see. You've got to decide. Well, there, was, a, there was one I saw, Paul. I was going to say, we're not going to second guess your choices, but we just spent the last five minutes yeah, yeah. doing that. What was <laughs> there's, there's, there's a... Uh, I think it's crossbow expert. Oh, I've already got. He's already got that. I've already got that. that that's no, what, there's what, one. There's one with a. Um, there's one I saw that you that means when you're using a hand crossbow, you can attack with that at the same time. Have you got that one as well? Yes, yeah. that's what he's got. That's crossbow what, that's what he's got. That's why I don't have to load. Don't worry about the loading property. I can be within five foot. Um, and you can I, treat, yeah, yeah, blah 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 blah. That's already done. You don't oh, take right, right, so a disadvantage when you're base to base. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the that's the build. The 
Paul's build is oh, I don't... <laughs> you, you may recognise Alessandra from another build. Yeah, the bun. <laughs> the other Weirdly. one I was looking at was Lucky. Weirdly, it's a build of a rogue that I've an assassin rogue that I made and gave to Nico. Yes, never got right. to run myself, and then. Paul, when he was putting Alessandra together, was Just like, basically went, how, oh, did that you, how did you make that thing that Nico had? That was that was wonky who that was wonky who <laughs> yeah, right. actually got to run. Yeah. yeah. Do we take a short rest or a long well, rest? Well, you're, you're free to do what you want. You're 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 winched back down into the understructure. We want Gareth Gar- Garth South Portal. Garth, Garth South, South Portal. Portal to tell us what Eligos said. Hang on, I haven't done me yet. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Uncle Buggy. Oops. You're still with us? The head of the band. I didn't fall asleep. The head of the, the, head the, head of the, of the band. What, what the is the band you play? Captain. Yeah. Captain. Because I've multi-classed, I don't get a stat bump. So I'm a fifth level barbarian, third level cleric. So I won't get a stat bump till the next level of cleric. Yes. Which is annoying. Um, yeah. All well, I get is you. some extra spells, so I get second level spells now. Oh. Two of those are domain spells, Tempest, so the Gust of Wind and Shatter. And then my other spell is Spiritual Weapon, so basically I'm going to oh, yeah. do the okay. cast that Spiritual Weapon have that attacking at the same time, so I'm raging. Yes. And the only th- other thing I'd like to point out oh. is... This sounds pompous. Yes, sounds pompous. <laughs> I, and I'll um, have you know. <laughs> well, it's a mistake. Um, for some reason, I don't know why I got it in my head that lightfoot hobbits get another five foot movement. I don't know where I got yeah, that Yeah, we've all noticed that. It's one of those mysteries. I just no idea where I got that from. Anyway, no. so I don't have that. I just have the 10 foot extra movement <sighs> as a barbarian with medium armor. And then I've also got my boots of speed, so I'm moving 70 foot. You think you know somebody? He was at my wedding. I actually went to school with him. You grow up with yeah. somebody, right? You, yeah. you, you know, you think and you then know it, them. And then it turns out everything mm. you... I've known Johnny since I was, was eight. I, I had it in my head, and I was I was modifying Hero Lab to <laughs> add the extra five foot because I thought it was eight. wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah. Yeah. That's and, 43 uh, yes. years ago. Oh, dear and me. Yeah. failed to surprise How me. many years of experience in D&D? Crave. Mm. I've just been living a lie. A lot. <laughs> so disappointing. Anyway. Yeah. Well, by the time this episode comes out, maybe 43. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, so, um, yes, you're in the Cenobi. You can take a long rest. You can do whatever you like. Um, the other competitors around you, they're full of kind of... Um, uh, felicitations, congratulations on your... Congratulations... On your win, the next competitors um, are getting ready for their bout. They are Slobber, um, who are the, the, the three feral gnolls. Uh, Noel Gallagher, Noel Fielding, and Noel Gay Television Productions. And the Lost and the Damned, who have not emerged from their cabin. Um, and you've never seen any of the Lost of the Damned. You, they're just uh, um, they're just cloaked, um, shadowy figures. Every now and again, you see a bit of tentacle point out from underneath the cloak <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, or out of a sleeve. Uh, they never seem to eat anything. They never talk to anybody, interact with anybody. Anyway, they're still in their cabin. After them, it's going to be the Chromatics, who are the dragonborn uh, gang against the harrowing horde, who are the tooled-up farmers from the sticks. Um and then after that, and there's more. There's more bouts this afternoon after lunch. You are free to do what you want. 
Garth Southportal is uh, escorted down. Talabir joins you with Garth. Garth, hi guys, well done. Um, <laughs> and you get uh, there's a little. Well, Talabir is talking to the other competitors and getting them organised to go up to the uh, the arena. Garth comes over a little bit of a furtive glance as we agreed, and he hands over the bag of money because you've agreed that you're going to take 100. percent Yep. Nice. Yep. Uh, I've been to mm-hmm. see Eligos. She's very um, interested. Oh, God. I could keep my voice down. She's very interested in what you found. She's very keen that you find out as much more as you can. Um, if they really are using the scrolls, uh, if they've used, sorry, if they really have used the scrolls to summon this thing, you've somehow got to destroy it before it gets out into the city. Got lots of furtive glances over his shoulder. Uh, he kind of ushers you. Uh, as subtly as he can away from the main crowd of people, away from the tables outside the, the uh, refectory, yep. uh, outside the kitchens, uh, which is where people are kind of congregating naturally. And he kind of, he kind of tries to steer you away and, and so, that he, so that you're not overheard. Okay. Yeah. So when do you think you can um, find out any more? Well, now. Um, you have to be careful. So orders to engage... It's about half past nine in the morning. That bout, I mean, the, the, the fight mm. only took a few minutes. So we've got right? nothing So we've got nothing to do for the rest of the day and overnight. Yeah. That's right. You don't know when your bout would be tomorrow because that's all of those but schedules. But it's certainly are... not today. No, no, no. It will so be the earliest. Yeah. There's, there's only, there are eight fights today. Yeah, tomorrow there yeah. will only be four fights. Um, and until all of the fights are resolved, they won't draw the next round. Right. So they right. won't be scheduling. So you'll find all of this stuff out probably this evening. The last bout today is at 5 p.m. That is the Newell Mounted Massacre, who are the favourites, against Behold the Great Eye, who are the acolytes of Tonj, the Eye of Wisdom. So until that bout is complete, there is no schedule. Oh, ages. I mean, that's effectively the next six months of playing sorted well, until we next have a bout. yes and no. If you want to take a long rest, that's going to take you through, let's say it's half past nine, that's going to take you through to half past five this afternoon, which will be after that, or just after that last bout. Um, the other thing to bear in mind is that certainly at the moment, during the day anyway, the understructure, that is the main kind of service tunnels and so forth, directly under the arena, are quite well patrolled and well lit and busy. You or your what you feel that you've learnt is that sorry what you've learnt is that it's after about ten p.m. that things quiet down up there. That's where your door to the wine cellar is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. On the other hand, although this Cenobi area itself is pretty busy because all the teams are marshalling themselves and getting themselves prepped for their bouts today, it's getting increasingly less busy because, of course, every time two teams go up to the arena floor, only one team comes back. The rest of this level is pretty quiet. I mean, you haven't been a, you haven't been looking. There's not, it's not patrolled. Yeah, um, there's not much activity or traffic. So, I don't know. Leave that hanging there, really. Well, I could certainly do with a short rest to get my key points back. But other than that, I didn't use any spells or. I could do with a short rest. I took a little bit of damage, and I have uh, to get my inspiration back but i mean even if we were to take a long rest you can only take one long rest a day though can't you yeah yeah in 24 in a 24 hour period yes well that's the thing actually so you took a long rest between midnight or just after midnight and just after 8 a.m this morning 
So we're done for long rests until midnight. Yeah. But we could take a short rest. Yeah, we can take... I, I want to take a short rest. But what are we, mm -hmm. what's what's the plan here? Because I'm not clear where... we. It's got a sort of force field around this thing. Yes, that's a very good question. What is... Where are we? I don't... I really hesitate to enter into these kind of areas. But where are we with what you think you're doing? What your options are? What... Well, right? So that's why I was asking. So Garth, South Portal's message from Eligos is essentially the um how should we put it the the uh the instruction to um a find out more information but b engage this creature yes i mean that's what i'm interpreting i mean yeah, is she, no, no, she going to send us any kind of that's fair enough backup well, I mean, if he's he's with you, I mean, I, I I don't know how we kind of abstract this. You can have these little conversations about your overall. Well, that's why I'm having strategy. with Jim. Yeah. So he's he's no, um, she, uh, Eligos can't send any direct help. She's just in. Why not? She's just implore. Well, I, Eligos is. Well, I mean, Eligos is just a sage. Yeah. She's yeah, not. She knows people. I mean. Yeah, but she's got to be. It's well, okay. He's he does got any uh, interesting magic she can loan us. Or, he doesn't. Uh, he well, he doesn't know that. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't know about that. He just says that he told her that you'd found yeah. evidence. You'd found this thing growing under the arena. Yes, and evidence that your that your assumption was that the scrolls had been used to summon this thing. Yeah. And the the message back is this is very concerning. You must do what you can to destroy it before it is free in the city. Nothing about, and I'm going to send you a load of special secret magic items for you to use. Or, and I've got a, and I've got contacts in the highest places, and the army are on their way. Nothing like that. If that's what you were hoping for, it sounds like she thinks you're the people to deal with it, which is why she's put you there. But my my question is, but mm. what I, what I suspect is that they've used the scrolls to summon this thing. Mm -hmm. Where are the scrolls? Where where are they that we haven't found? So it's going to be what? What's his face? His quarters? Where does he? Does he have quarters here, or does he go home? His uh, Rachnian. Yeah. Uh, Rachnian lives um, not far from here, but he lives in a house. Uh, he's got a rather um, uh, uh, well-appointed mansion in the Street of Savants, uh, which is in uh, Nine Deeps, not far from here, just to the west of the of the arena. Right. That's a possibility. The, I mean, again, obviously, you've then got. Well, I don't know what I want to intervene with your reasoning, but I mean the other places. There are places. There, there are other places that you haven't looked. I don't mean places that you haven't searched. We haven't looked here, have we? The Cenobi to the east. That's the kitchens. That's the kitchens. Isn't there some kind of temple yeah, here a, or something? There is an area. There is an area to your uh, west. An area called the Titan's House, which is with the ruins and the pool that is plugged because right. of the problem with ghouls, that 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 Uncle Buggy discovered was a way back to the rooms that you were exploring with the worm uh, creatures and the Ulgastaster itself. As for the rest of the understructure, you've not extensively or exhaustively searched all of these areas. And then, yes, you've got Rachnian lives off-site somewhere. Okay, so our choices are go to his house to pick to see if we can find the scrolls, go back to the bug with the magic field and try and kill it and figure a way of doing that, or there's the room with the, what we think is the screaming banshee in it. Yeah. That Those about, are th three options. That about sums it up. I, I'm screaming content. something I'd anyhow. I'd like to banshee, actually, because I think the... 
um, Wichity Grub is probably the last thing we want to do. I think the, the just my gut Wichity tells Grub. me that. I use that as a shorthand, <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Hmm. My vote is we go out and check out what's, what's his face's house. He'll be at the arena all day. I don't mind doing that as well. That is the soft, softest of all options. Is, is it? Yeah, I, don't I think, know I think that sounds. I think that sounds like it's overly complicated for this kind of adventure. I don't know. I think there's a couple of guards. Go out. There's, a, there's a couple of guards. There's a glyph. There's breaking into somebody's house. I mean, it's a nice idea, but I think I, I just can't imagine someone writing that into an adventure, expecting people to think that's the way to do it. Just can't see it. There's a way out. There's specifically, there is a way out. You did go and know, talk to Eligos. Did you actually ever find the end mm. of that passage? No, because there's a glyph in the ceiling. Okay, but you'd been going for about a while, hadn't you? Yeah, I think so. The passage on the way out of the area that Purple, about 200 feet he'd been. Two, 300 feet. I thought he'd been for about 10 minutes. No, no, no. What you're confusing in your mind, Paul, is how long you waited around for the guards to relax when they'd heard something but hadn't found Burple or any of you, when you're all you're, you're frozen absolutely to the spot. right. It, the whole thing right. could have actually been a dream. You uh, were off your tits on amateur <laughs> clean at the time. Completely. So there we go. As was I, you know, as was, uh, as was Johnny. So, um, as is Johnny. The, as is Johnny, yeah. So, Johnny let's, tits. so it's long passage, grub. Banshee. Uh, Dan wants okay. to do long and we passage. Did, sorry, we did establish that the plug definitely turns up in the same place, yeah? Yes, we did. Uh, and the other waterways, we haven't tried following any of those. Well, no. I mean, the, the, there are clearly there is a there is a stream that runs through the Cenobi itself. Um, it runs, Have we searched that? It runs in from the... Uh, let me get this right. It runs in from the... Um, east and runs out to the west there is a stream that runs across the passage um, that runs between the Cenobi and the titan's house oh, and uh buggy saw other streams and sort of connections and is this anywhere near the waterfall journey. the big waterfall does he think do we think it exists well, that's there? an interesting question the i think we've got to flush the bug down the <laughs> Down the waterfall. That's the waterfall. The waterfall is as the Emma Water. There's a river that the Emma Water that you travelled here um, using. Yep. It sort of heads generally east-west. Then it skirts the city in a little kink, and then and then crashes over the Great Barrier cri- Cliffs in a, a huge waterfall called the Falls of Farewell. If you had an underground watercourse that was running where you are, if it's heading west, it's heading towards the cliff face. Yeah, we've got to flug the maggot down it. Um, these these watercourses that you found, though, are no more than five, six feet wide at their most. At the, at the most. Um, so, I mean, that, just to... Yeah. Oh, Sorry, no, I, I think, think it's more likely, to... if you're not careful, you get flushed over the cliffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or it's possible if you wanted to find a way into the water system, yes, under mm. the arena, mm. you maybe could access it by rappelling down the cliffs. Yes. <laughs> and trying to get up the watercourse, yes. Yes, or you, or it would be a potential peril. You're right, uh, Dan. If you were in the water system underneath here, if it's mm. all, if everything flows to the west, everything flows towards the cliffs. Mm. The ultimate destination of everything is going to be heading off into the great beyond. Let's try the banshee thing. Okay, what could possibly go wrong? You just need to tell me how you want to make your journey, bearing in mind that the wine cellar is in the understructure, which is at the moment well lit, patrolled, and occupied. 
we could do a short rest um, and then we could go back through the watercourses rather than through the wine cellar. Yeah. We'd have to fight the ghouls, possibly. Yeah, but we know the jellies, isn't it? And then there's the jellies, but they don't move Just that quickly. Just have to get past the jellies. They don't, make, they don't move fast, so, yeah. Yeah, you kind of got those two options. Yeah. Should we do that? Should we go through the yeah. watercourse? So first thing is, let's take a short rest. Let's take a short okay. rest. Okay. Have we done a long rest at all? Yeah, Not, we're, no. we're out of long rests. Yeah. Until 12 o'clock. Yeah. You've already taken a long rest in this 24-hour period. You took one oh. just after midnight. Now, somebody gave some max hit points last That's, session. That was me, the aid spell, I would think. And it lasts for eight hours. I suppose the other consideration we've got to think about is that you, you can't take another long rest until midnight, and that's going to be pre-round two. Yeah. So what we have now are the resources yeah. to work that we have to work with throughout the but day. But we can take a short yeah. rest. Yeah. Let's do a short rest. That's Fascinating bit of resource management, which is also, yeah. do you concentrate? I mean, not, not that it's material at the moment because of the limit within 24 hours, but do you concentrate your long rest resources on making sure that you buy yourself extra days under the, under the arena by progressing through the competition? Or... Well, actually, in that last fight, it occurred to me about halfway through that I should be preserving my... Um, when, yeah. when, the, when the blue one went down, that I should, like... Yeah. preserve my resources. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see who you draw next round and who gets through. So you're, have I got this right? You're heading back. You're taking a, you're taking a, a short rest for an hour and then you're going to retrace buggy steps. So back from the Cenobi into the Titan's house, the old sort of ruined area. There are some people around there. There are some, there are the, there's the occasional member of the other teams sort of sparring and jousting in that area. It's and, and maybe getting a bit of kind of quiet time as they're prepping themselves mentally for their bouts, but they're not interested in you particularly. Uh, you can evade their uh, scrutiny, their attention, as you splosh into the pool. Then you've got a bit of breath holding to do as you follow Uncle Buggy up the watercourse from the, we're going to call it the ghoul pool. Yeah. So from the ghoul pool, uh, you can follow Buggy through upstream against the stream rather um against the flow it takes you to another pool uh, that he had to um be very circumspect about and you do too because as you traverse it you can smell ghoul stench coming from a a passage that leads off it yep it's also wormy ghoul stench isn't it well, no, extra flavorful. Buggy on his way through, he came out into a into a pool about halfway along his journey, and and ghouls rushed up towards him. But he just ducked back into the water and carried on going. You go out the other side of that pool, and it, life becomes a bit easier. You're in a water course that runs. Um, again, you're heading. You now think north, so you're not heading towards the cliffs or any towards any danger. And the water course is such that you can keep your heads above the surface of the water. That water course uh, runs for a very long way. I mean, two, three, four hundred feet. It, it meanders through the rock. Uh, there's a point at which you get a couple of options that Buggy did not explore to go off to the left or the right on this meandering um, waterway. Yep. The, the two options, though, would involve submerging and, and swimming, holding your breath. And you emerge eventually into this uh, large, low cavern full of refuse and debris and whatever. And the, this is where you, you encountered the ochre jellies. I think that we've established that as long as you move quickly enough yeah. uh, and that you act circumspectly, that you can 
skirt those ochre jellies and exit this cavern and head up the uh, water slide theme park thing that climbs in a series of steps back up to the base of the pit, the refuse pit that leads down from the level with the scary banshee door and the giant bug. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You didn't leave your rope there. So somebody is going to have to climb... How or somebody's is going to have to fly. It's a 15 foot, let's call I it can a jump. It's okay. I was going to say, uh, I think if somebody holds you up, you can jump. It's 15 feet down the pit, and then you've got a, a gap, and then the, and then the water. Yeah. So uh, let's say that we're, we're not going to overthink this. Yeah. I think Buggy can be kind of lifted up a little bit, and he can spring up and grab onto the edge of this, um, the pit. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I need a 10 foot run up before I can jump 15 ah, feet. Well, okay, well, how we let's let's okay, well, we can we can zip through this. How is so you've got to the bottom of this pit, you're standing about kind of up midway between knee and waist in this flowing water. Uh, somebody would need to climb up this thing unless you've got some wee, way of flying or doing whatever. I've got a plus five on my climb check, on my athletics check, so. Should I just give that a go? I might as well. Yeah. Um, give it a shot. Yep. I am all a 16. You're all a 16. So that's a 21. No, that's a total of 16. Total of 16. You find it, you can't, you can't get a purchase. It's so slippery, the wall of this pit, that you're struggling to climb. Can you give me a perception check? Yeah. I'll give you a perception check. Actually, you don't need to make a perception check. It's, a, it's an obvious thing. When you were last here, there was a lantern that was lit above this pit. It's not lit anymore. So it's dark as you're looking up. The only light is any light that you're carrying with you, or your, or, or the only thing that you can see is from that or your dark vision. Okay. Yep. I'm just, I'm just checking my inventory to see if I've got anything that would help me climb. I cast guidance on you, Paul. Um, what does that do? Uh, you can add a D4 uh, okay. to an ability check, so your climb check. Okay. Okay. So thank you for that. You want to give it another go? If I try again, then. It's not going to work because I got a, a nine, so it'll be less than what I had previously, which is rubbish. Well, there we are. You're at a bit of a, an impasse. You've got Alessandra at the bottom of this pit, and there's no sound or anything from above you. It's dark above you. Is no it sound because of the moving walls about. kind of sh are the walls sheer, or is it because they're wet or slimy? They're, they're slimy. They're sheer and slippery. And we've only got to do 15 foot. Yeah. Well, why don't we start just standing on each other's shoulders? Yeah, you can do that. So, um... <laughs> It's not with Buggy at the, at the bottom. Nobody's going to stand on the dwarf's shoulders. <laughs> stand on the shoulders of a halfling. Nobody tosses a dwarf. Except the I'm opposite of standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what are, you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? How's it going to work? I'm going to try climbing. You're going to try, try climbing. climbing. Burple? Okay, give it a shot. Burple. What's well, the what, Burple, what, Burple, why don't you stand on my shoulders first? Then you've got less foot distance to go. Yeah, is it, what is it, athletics, acrobatics, what is it? It's an athletics check to climb, and it's an athletics click, and it's, sorry, and it's an athletics check for Alessandra to support you effectively. If Alessandra doesn't support you effectively, she's I not really much help. Rolls. A roll from a Alessandra, I've got a DC in mind, in order to form herself into a stable platform for you to start uh, your climb uh, from. Uh, well, well, I'll just let's not bother. No, okay, I so rolled, Alessandra, you climb onto eight. Alessandra's shoulders, and she's just wobbling all over the place. So I'll get down, and I'll climb myself. Okay. I'll have a go. Climbing myself. Yeah. Getting oh, a 21. A 21, which is enough. Um, it's slippery, it's difficult, but it you can climb up 
Your move is six, right? My move is 40. 40, okay, so you can make it. You can get a hand over the... Uh, you can get a hand over the slippery rim of the pit. <laughs> uh, you can... Yeah, no, I'm not... I can't... I haven't I have got the energy don't. for uh, whatever. Bearing in mind no. I've got dark vision. That's what she said. Uh, yeah, and you can see... Let's let's un let's unfurl the the, the, the the other map and, and put you on it. Yep. Yeah. Um, you appear purple. Yeah, I appear brilliantly. It's dark. There's no sound. Uh, give me a perception check, actually. Getting... Uh, no, ten. there's no sound. You can't hear anything. You can't even hear... I mean, there was never really any sound from this weird wormy chamber. You can't hear the sound of any distant screaming, but then you couldn't really hear anything through that door to your south uh, until, I mean, Alessandra heard something when she really kind of stood there and concentrated right at the door. So you've got a passageway. Your dark vision reveals a passageway heading south from where you are into the chamber where you fought the wormy ghouls. You know that off to your left would be the, the door to the staircase back up to the wine cellar. And uh -huh. then that passageway continues south down towards the scary door. We're just going to refer to it as the scary door. Yeah? <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Have you got a rope on you? Have I got a rope on me? No, no. you go it to yes, Alessandra. Yes, of course I do. <laughs> no, of course I do. What do you, yeah, so I'll drop my rope down. Yes. Hold on to one end of it. Yeah. Well, tie it around for something. There was the lantern. Is that still not lit? But the lantern's not lit. Yes, you used the lantern chain. The, the, yes. the, 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 so the tie fixture. my rope to last time. Yeah, yeah, before. So, yeah, you know it'll bear the weight of at least one person, maybe yeah. two. Uh, and up the others come. We don't think we need to kind of we we can hand wave this, right? I mean, you're going to mm -hmm. succeed or fail. It doesn't matter. It's not a they're not a difficult climb check. So you can assemble. Avengers assemble at the top of this pit. Parker, mm -hmm. Buggy, Sessions, yeah. Alessandra, and Burple. Now, what would you like to do? I uh, Alessandra's mm -hmm. going to go on ahead to scout, and she are you going to try to be quiet? Yes, yeah, so she's going to roll Give me a stealth check. She rolls advantage with mm -hmm. stealth. So she gets. Why does a, she roll at advantage? Because she has got boots of elven kind. Okay, cool. Yep. And she gets thirteen. Boots mm. of the elven, gross. It's not amazing, but okay. You, there's no sense where you are that there's any movement so or she's knife. Come up to, no. She's come up the junction where. Can she have a listen? Yeah. There. Give me a perception check. Do a perception. Maybe one thing check. to think about, Alessandra, as you go through. Are the ghouls that we slaughtered um, where we left them, or has something tidied up? There here? are no ghouls where you slaughtered them. Ah, Eek. somebody's been here. Right, well, the lights off. Well, someone and knows we've off. been here as yeah. well. I get a perception check of twenty-two for a listen. Okay, you can't hear any sound from where you're standing. So we've right. given ourselves, we gave ourselves away. Yes, they don't know it's us. They know someone's been down here. Yeah. Um, Speak with dead. They know it's us. I will continue down to the end. To the door. They were, they were already dead. Yeah, true. They were undead. The door is <laughs> as it was. As it was. Your recollection is that this. Well, it's not a recollection. The door is very solid looking, and it looks like it's padded and um, insulated against sound. Going to put my ear up against it. Yeah, give me a perception check if you want to listen. Rolling a twenty-five. Ooh, nice. You can hear uh, again the sound of a, a sort of screaming, screeching sound that would be very loud were it not for the door. That is your sense. 
Is there any... You can, uh, yeah, you can also hear, maybe, even though the door is super insulated, with a 25, I think it's fair to say that you can hear the sound of movement on the other side of the door as well. Okay. It's describe the door. Is there a handle? Is there a lock? You know, there is a there is a lock, and there is a there is a, a um, like a latch handle, mm-hmm. like a turny handle rather than a knob. Yeah, yep. the lock looks pretty formidable. There is a jailer's um, peephole mm-hmm. um, with a slidey thing. Yes, that is closed. It was it was there before. It, it doesn't seem to have moved. Nothing seems to have moved. There doesn't seem to be. There are no bodies here, and the lantern is off. But there doesn't seem to be any sign of traffic movement. You know anything? Everything other silence spell. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that myself. You didn't try the door last time you came, so it could be locked, could not be. But that lock looks formidable. I'm going to go for the slidey jailer's peephole. So <laughs> what I want to do mm-hmm. is do it very, very gently and as quietly as possible. Right, so you, what you're going to have to do is because th- there's no there's no knob on your side, <laughs> there's no knob on your side of the hole. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, he's please knob. come on. This is a Dan. This is a, this is a scary program. This is a scary moment. We're trying to keep some kind of atmosphere rolling here. Yeah. There's no yeah, knob. Knob. Yeah. There's no knob for you to slide into <laughs> the side of the hole. Yes. <laughs> um, the you'd have to you'd have to therefore um, gently. Open the hole with your fingers. Uh, can I buggy move up? Yeah, buggy can kind of join Alessandra. Buggy will move up to the junction and just go around the corner where it splits off. That's all. Not actually join Alessandra, but just sort of hide around the corner no, no, from just where back Alessandra up, is. Back up. Yeah, yeah. So we would so we need to spend ten minutes casting silence as a ritual spell. Yeah. If we mm-hmm. did it, if we did it kind of here, it would block anything coming through from this side. Yeah, if you want. Could but Alessandra would yeah. still be able to hear. I don't know. It depends. I, I feel a little uncomfortable not being able to hear anything. I uh, feel comfortable not hearing the sounds of the yeah. But I'd screaming. be. I'd feel comfortable. Let me put it. Rephrase that. I'd be comfortable if Alessandra could hear, and uh-huh. we're all safe behind the or in the si- silence. Yeah, so, where, where, what would Alessandra think? I th- Alessandra will think that she will block her ears with... Um, You're having this conversation, I presume, between yourselves in this corridor, right? Yeah, up at the... Yeah. Well, back Using up hand the signals, obviously. Yeah. All the, all okay, the so let's, let's centre it. I've worked out on code. Out code. Okay. Um, uh, and yeah. uh, oh, Sessions full, can... Full sign language. Sessions can see those hand signals because yeah, well, it's sessions. a uh, light spell or a torch or something. Yeah, because I have got glowing hands. That, <laughs> uh, it's dark. Only, it? only Sessions can see. Hmm. Okay, so Sessions will obviously cast a light pebble a light pebble yeah cast on a light the, spell on a pebble yeah yeah, yeah. cast Got a light it. spell on a pebble which he will occasionally um reveal so he can shuffle his way down to confer oh look i seem to have a light source now. i'll also do a light pebble on a spell and then yeah i think probably centering the silent spell about here as yep. plans to block her ears yep um it's not a bad thing to do spend 10 minutes do a quick cast of it then sessions will uh yeah so yep. stand back there Step, step back in your safety. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an awful lot of... Oh, an awful lot of... Okay, okay, well, right. I just want to be in the silence. I'm also activating my boots of speed, by the way. Right, Alessandra, you've got dark vision. Yeah. You've got courage. You've got your friends quite a long way behind you. You've got wax in the ears. And you've got wax in your ears. And what you're going okay. to do is... Is that wax on your character sheet? Yeah. Asking for a friend. Yeah. 
Um, Let's have a look. Audit. <laughs> and now you're going to... S- the um, jailer's the jailer's hole. Is it a matter of slidiness? Mm-hmm. So it's is it like a a, a it's oblong? A sli- it's a sliding aperture that you would have to put your fingers against. S- slide, yes. And without anywhere to gain purchase, you'd have to sort of exert enough sort of forward and lateral pressure to slide it open. It's not designed to be opened from your side. Is my oh, point? Oh, I see. There must be a handle or something on the other side. Okay. To make it very easy to open. You can open it, but you don't think it's going to be a straightforward process. You're probably going to have to make some kind of check. You're certainly going to have to make a stealth check to do it quietly. Okay. And you're going to have to make some kind of check. I would say... Can he use his thieves? Surely thieves well, precisely. have some kind yeah. of instrument. It's a dexterity you... check, yes. And you can add your proficiency bonus and your thieves tools bonus, which I think doubles your proficiency. Yep. Yeah. So, so you're adding gives... double your proficiency and your dex to a d20 roll, and you're going to try and slide this thing open from the wrong side. I'm going to give you a stealth check, and for I'm the, the slidey idea, for the slidey, and I'm, the idea being is that I want to do this as quietly as possible, and I really want to do only the as smallest possible amount in order to see in. And the moment it starts making any noise at all, I'll probably stop. So, so there if we you go. Roll a sufficiently badly with your stealth check. Okay, we'll try and balance this against... You've also got to make a roll to actually physically open it, which is going to be a dexterity check, adding twice your proficiency bonus because of the tools, the thieves' tools, and your dexterity modifier. That's to open it at all. You're also making a roll to open it quietly. Bear in mind that there is a light spell behind you. Whose light spell? It's covered. I thought thought you had a pebble with a... I'm putting it in my pocket. Right, so everybody's covering all their... Everybody's dowsing all their lights behind him? Well, yes, okay. 18 on the stealth check. 18. Uh, hold up. Don't move. Caller. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 18's not a bad number. You don't hear a kind of sudden squeak or grind of metal, you know? Okay. And then yep. give me a roll for the actual opening. The actual thing. So this is twice proficiency plus uh, dex, which is a total of plus nine to this yep. roll here. Yep. Oh, uh, 12. <sighs> 12 is not enough to make it move. Can I give it another go? You can certainly give it another go, but as is my new, as is my convention now, because we don't have a a particular rule about retrying, after this, you're going to start to be diminished in effectiveness. As in, you've got this is trying something a different way, and then after that, not so sure. Off you go. And you're going to need to make another stealth check, obviously. Do you want to make the stealth check first or the... Yeah, I'll uh... do the stealth check first. Okay, here we go. This is where the big number comes. Getting a 23 on the stealth. Yeah, okay. So this is quieter than the first time. Yep. And now you can make the roll to actually open the thing. And plus... That's better. Oh, no, that's you. That's mine. That's me. (laughs) Yeah. And adding nine to this. Oh, 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 that's I think I think the best way to describe this is that your stealth checks almost are a hindrance, right? Yeah. You you try not to make any noise as you open this thing. You're succeeding in not making any noise, but, but really I'm not that's thick. just hamstringing you in terms of being able to really get one of your prongs <laughs> into the jailer's hole and slide it open. Alright, in which case I'll take a I'll not do a stealth check. Yeah. And I'll, you could, you I'll, could try a different approach where you just, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just going to roll the dice. 
yeah, and... applying more welly. If oh. you're prepared to do it and not worry about making a noise, you can make this roll at advantage. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Well, let's give this one a go then. It's fine. It was completely free to, you know. I've got so that's oh, seven plus <laughs> nine is sixteen. Sixteen is enough. Sixteen is enough. It's enough. The 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 grating screeches open. The howl. Uh, you've got dark vision. You can see a chamber. Um, let me describe the chamber to you first, as is the convention. I describe the entire room. Yes, <laughs> and then at the end, tell you what's in it. It's a hall rather than a room. Let me just do some revealment for you because it would only be um, fair to do so. And I think you describe it as a hall. It looks like it's actually a training hall for soldiers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's immediately, as the, the jailer's hole slips open before you, you're assaulted by a horrible, noisome stench of ghoul and decay and dampness and mustiness and nastiness. You're looking at um, a room that stretches away to your south and in it there are uh, pieces of what look like training machinery for training soldiers. Dummies on swing arms. Yeah. Straw men that you can... Yeah? yeah. All of that. There are a set of columns, two rows of three columns each, evenly spaced down the room heading towards the south and then more columns supporting the end of the room which is semi-circular but that's not what's interesting about this room no uh, Alessandra the first thing that is interesting about this room is that there are as so far as you can see at least at first glance five uh, cadaverous humanoids zombies that resemble the worm ghoul zombies from before and as you screech the jailer's hole open their heads whip round and look at you well I'm quite relieved that was the five that you could see when you slid the hole open almost immediately afterwards you realise that there's one right up next to you against the door and you can and you see the, the latch you see the handle of the door tip down in front of your very eyes and the door starts to swing open away from you. There's obviously one just on the other side of the door opening the, opening the door. Yeah. Yeah. And then lurching out from among the others, concealed in the shadows at the back of the chamber, and now just stumbling towards you as the door opens, there is a, a seventh figure. It looks a little bit like the other cadavers. The skull has got remnants of skin and flesh and sort of sort of precariously clinging to it, green and rotting. It starts to stagger amongst its fellows towards you. And as it does so, it basically opens its head up like a giant mouth, right? It hinges at the at the ear and the whole <laughs> jaw and head just opens. And this enormous tongue kind of sploobles out towards you. It's got huge teeth everywhere. It screeches at you, this scream that cuts you to your very soul. And we will find out about the effect of this horrible scream and about its horrible wiggly seems to me very extensive tongue and just how fast it moves and around next week run away run away this idea was it to do this wasn't my idea Dan this is all yours it was this was your idea 
Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Champion's Belt and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Champion's Belt was written by Tito Lietti. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.